0: Hello and welcome to the Minnesota Left Handers Podcast. It's officially March, which means that we can start looking at golf courses opening. At the end of the month, maybe. March 2022 does not look particularly promising, at least on the 10-day, or or really in the five-state region at this point. Um, I've made a semi-frequent trip to to Iowa in March for a a few years now. Last year, I ended up going to Arizona because flights were, were just too cheap Uh, you know, prices were down, stimulus checks were up. So I I took advantage of that. But this year that seems to have flipped. Um, the, the prices are, are astronomical and I just can't make it work. So I've been keeping an eye on Iowa and it does not look great. Um, anyway, weather patterns. When does it usually get warm enough to play golf in Minnesota? And is that temperature... Is that temperature or not? I want to talk about that as well as what is considered playable weather, because I think that answers fluid. Also, and I want listeners' help with this. I'm on a quest to find the best public golf driving ranges in the state. Um, I'd like to kind of compile this, talk it out, pictures, discussion, all those things. I'd like to consider these metrics when deciding which driving ranges are the best. The first is cost obviously. Um, the, the second would be mats or no mats. three, the quality of the golf ball four distance marker accuracy and five and maybe this one is maybe the most important to me as someone who ends up going in the evening a lot. What direction um, does does the range face? I, a lot of the ranges near me well in those first four metrics I would say that they're they're pretty good uh i i can't have a, a range where i'm hitting straight west as the sun's falling i just can't i you can't see your ball flight you don't you, you don't learn enough you just you just don't know so i'm looking for the best range that fits or receives the highest marks in all of those metrics i'll also chat about the state lefty open again Um, got a few Small new developments to chat about there. And it is Arnold Palmer Invitation Week. Uh, worth, worth chatting about that as that tournament wraps up here. So, big episode today. Lots to, lots to discuss. So, here we go. Alright, so most of my episodes are like recaps of the, of the previous tournament. Previews of the next. Uh, and then, of course, I, I, I talk about the State Lefty Open a lot. Um, but now it's time for the tough stuff. Now it's time for the stuff about golf that really matters it's time for debate it's time for discussion i want to know which driving range in minnesota is the best it can be a part of a course cannot be part of a course can be a standalone driving range i know obviously some of those are around as well oftentimes they're tied to a course but i want to know which driving range in minnesota is the best again i talked about this at the beginning of the episode but here are your metrics ground quality Mats, no mats. How's the ground you're hitting off? Is it level? Is it, I mean, can you hit an iron off of it? Is the grass cut tight? Is there enough grass? Ball quality. We all know that some courses have these waterlogged balls with cuts. They're old. You know, which, I, I, ball quality matters. You got to know. What about cost? Everything seems to be going up these days, but I got to believe that there's a driving range that that's keeping, this, that's keeping this under wraps. That's keeping it affordable. That's making it easy for people to go to the range a lot. And lastly, maybe most importantly, is hitting direction. Can't have a driving range that's facing west. I'm sorry if you have a driving range that faces west. It doesn't work. People, people go in the evenings. You can't, you can't be hitting the ball and not see the flight because the sun's in your eyes. You finish your swing, you look up, and you're blinded. You have no idea. That can't happen. That's no good. So I need your comments. I need your advice. I'm looking for this to be an ongoing discussion, debate, I've got a few ideas for what I think, uh, and I'll get to those in just a minute, but just know this. I want your comments, I want your I want your thoughts. I've got a post out on my Instagram at Minnesota Left-handers where you can leave a comment. Um I put my favorite driving range, it's not even in Minnesota, but it is my favorite driving range. Scenic views matter a little bit. Um so go find that. It is it is at Minnesota Left-handers. I posted it on Instagram and Twitter. So let me put you in a situation. Oh, for instance, as it were, it's August 7th or so. Uh, your golf season hasn't necessarily gone as you planned. You know, April, you were you were excited. New golf season, you were going to drop your handicap by two or three shots. Uh, but league rounds didn't go as you'd hoped. You hadn't had quite the opportunity to practice that you thought that you would. You know, kids job whatever so so but the club championship's coming up and uh you want to get that game back in shape so you, you you decide to dedicate yourself to the driving range you snuck out of work a little bit early on a friday to get to the driving range before you had to be home you get your clubs out of the car walk over to the range grab a tee grab the first ball out of the bucket and you try to put the tee in the ground you can't you, you, no matter what you try you can't get the tea in the ground you're over there on bended knee trying to push this tea into the ground thinking it's 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 a pointed edge for crying out loud why won't this tea go into the ground it's because it's dirt and it's dry and it's august and it's hard to get the tea in the ground so you walk over to your car you get your you get your ball peen hammer do we still have ball peen hammers on our cars does anyone i say still like we like that was just like a thing that we used to have we don't have Ball peen hammers necessarily, but but I don't know. Maybe you do. You got a ball peen hammer in your car, so you bring you grab that ball peen hammer. You bring it over, and you start tapping the tee in the ground. Eventually, you get it into the ground. You get yourself all all ready to go. You got your pre shot routine. You're like, well, I've always been told, you know, you got to have your pre shot routine even on the range. So you so you try to do it. You try to do everything right. You line up. You take your swing, and it's like this immediate weak slice that doesn't get more than 10 feet off the ground you grab another ball because you're like what that was weird what what was that so we're gonna we're gonna line it up again that that doesn't happen you look down and there's a slice through the middle of the ball well this is this is no good this is all too common for us though we we see this too often at the driving ranges that we end up at whether it's at a course or um you know, just that standalone driving range that's out, you know, in that farmer's field somewhere. We all know that these driving ranges exist. You know, you you got the ball and it's like got a brown smudge on it because the owner of the driving range had his ball retriever and he was digging in the pond at the local course for balls that he could throw into his, uh, into his pool of golf balls to, to sell for $8 a bucket. Well, we all know that this happens. we've we've all seen it. we've all been to these ranges. I don't want to talk about these ranges. Um, I don't I don't think it's fair to call these ranges out. I don't necessarily think that that's what I want to do. you know the ones who don't take care of their they're hitting they're hitting areas or or give you decent golf balls or or overcharge you for for your experience. Uh, I want to highlight the good ranges. I want to highlight the people who have taken good care of what they what they have and what they present to the people who are coming there to to spend some time at the range. And so I need your help. I want you to send me, I want you to comment back to me good ranges that you found. What what ranges work for you? What ranges do you what what ranges are your go to's? What driving range is your go to? Which one do you have confidence in that you're going to have decent golf balls, that, that you're going to have decent ground to hit off of, that doesn't face straight west in the evening so you can't even see your ball play. What driving ranges do you think are the best in the state of Minnesota? That's what I'm looking for. Golf course right now, in terms of fairness versus playability? Are we on the edge? Uh, no, we're not on the edge. Um, I thought we could be on the edge, but uh, we've surpassed it. Um, yeah, it's pretty much gone. Uh, specifically, the latter part of the, the day for us was it's pretty much shot, um, which is unfortunate because it If that clip sounds familiar, that's because it's from Shinnecock Hills. I believe it was a US Open back in 2015 that Zach Johnson complaining about the course and how it got too baked and, and too dry, too firm, all those things. And I just thought that it was fitting given what we saw at Bay Hill here this, this past weekend. And on to the tournament that concluded today the arnold palmer invitational in orlando at the bay hill club and lodge uh we'll call it the beatdown at bay hill buried at bay hill annihilated at arnie's place i don't know I, I, i'm still workshopping it but um either way the carnage was real and it spared just about no one um bay hill was clearly the the p the PJ tour's answer to John Rahm's complaint in La Quinta, uh, in, out in the desert earlier this year, when he had this to say as he left to green. Here to a green. Piece fucking contest. Wait. The trouble, though, is is that then you have Rory, who normally gives very candid, good, honest interviews. Honestly, and and I, I enjoy that, but he he said this. When asked by a reporter, you think some of the guys would think twice about whether to play at Bay Hill if if it stays like this? Yeah, they need to do something about it, he said. There's a lot of guys that sort of stay away this week to get ready for next week. Next week's become such a big event, $20 million purse. The four majors are sacred in this game, but it's very close to being among them with the way it's going. As I said, I just need a day off tomorrow to forget about what's happened this week and then just sort of focus on next week. He, uh, he, for reference, he shot 76 today. He's four of par. So, so what should they do, quite the interviewer asked. Rory said, I think it's just a golf course setup issue and maybe just trying to make it a little less penal when you miss, I guess. Or not even being less penal when you miss. I don't mind golf courses being penal when you miss, but it's not rewarding good shots. And I think that's where it starts to get across the line. So... My question is, like, where do we stand then? Like, what course works? Where are we not where, – where's that happy medium between uh, a putting contest? I'll, I'll clean that up a little bit uh, <laughs> from, from some of the explicit language that Rom left for us. Between a putting contest and a course that – he corrected himself, but he did say a course that's too penal when you miss. Well, how about going and, and, and being me or or any one of you likely hearing this today? It's pretty penal when we miss. We we notice when we miss. We don't recover when we miss. What does he want to still make a birdie when he misses the fairway? I mean, that's supposed to be a problem. It's supposed to not be a walk in the park. For me, I just think we're supposed to believe our own eyes. Twitter and Accessible Video have made it all too easy to give opinions and to like overthink our our own thoughts on where we land on you know what courses work and what we want to see and is is seeing the birdie fest that we saw in the the first couple weeks um i want to say it was at at the tournament champions when cam smith won at like 34 under is that fun is that is that good for us do we want to see that or do we want to see guys who like today on sunday shot 75 the average score was something like 75 almost 76 in the fourth round that's what we want to see 63s are neat and they're and they're fun to see but honestly like i'd rather see a whole field battle it out i want to see them have to fight for for you know to whatever scale a 75 i mean knowing that they're capable of a 63 that's like me uh you know being capable of a of a 77 76 But really fighting out like a an 81 on a on a hard course, a tough day, because that's a number that I that I appreciate, you know? Um and and here's the other thing. You never see the winner complaining about the setup. Where's Scotty Scheffler complaining about this setup? If Rory had won, he would not be doing that. And also on that twenty million dollar purse piece the arnold palmer invitational is a is an elevated event so the purse is already high i think i said in my previous podcast that uh it went from nine something million to 12 9.3 million total purse to like 12 million total purse so and and you get more fedex cup points uh for for placing well in this event i think the winner gets 550 as opposed to you know an average weekend's 500 so it already is an elevated event guys should want to play that's the point um so if it's about the $20 million at the players, what will be said when that course gets too baked out, too firm, the rough is too thick? Then there are guys skipping Bay Hill to get to the players. But then, like, if that starts happening, then we're just back to square one. Like, that doesn't work. Uh, the players doesn't work. Bay Hill doesn't work. Like, where what does work? Are we only going to play Riviera? Is Is... The 3M and Blaine gonna start to be some elevated event because guys can score. I, I don't know. It just doesn't. Where are you supposed to land? I just I don't know. I'm gonna start believing my own eyes. Here's here's my deal. I enjoyed it. I'm not here to overanalyze different sort of more fair ways to toughen up a course. Yes, there there is that. There's there's different architects. There's different ways that that the that the tour could set this stuff up. But the guys who set up the the tournament this week, they did what they did. Here's what I saw. I saw missed putts. I saw short sided chips. I saw balls bouncing through greens. I saw water left and, and dead right. Hit the shot that the hole calls for and you'll be fine. Hovland was at ten under after Friday and he finished at four. I mean, that's just a tough weekend setup. That's that's four oh I think it was four over on Saturday and then two over today on Sunday. And so it's just that's what that's what the average guy, I think, if it I guess I can't speak for the average – for everyone, for the average person because people like the NBA and these scores that are 130 to 125. I like seeing guys have to grind. I like seeing guys have to struggle. I like seeing balls disappearing in the rough. I like seeing the final group on Sunday playing the front nine and 11 over. I like seeing Lucas Herbert place – change his life, honestly, with, with the amount of money that he made today. By by showing up. I like seeing that stuff. That's some someone who plays well on a day when nobody else seems to. That stuff matters to me. I I, I enjoy that sort of thing. And so good for Scotty Scheffler. I mean, the guy what what's it? What was it? He won obviously today at Arnold Palmer. I think he took seventh at Riv. He took second he took seventh at Riviera. And then and then he won uh, the, the waste management. So in, like, three of the last four weeks or something, he's... Because, he, I don't know, then you got Honda in there. Uh, three of the last four have gone win seventh. Then I guess I don't know what happened on Honda. But then he won uh, here again at uh, Arnold Palmer. I mean, unreal. And he's, like, 25 or something. He's this year's Colin Morikawa maybe I don't I don't know but he's whatever he's got going whatever he's doing he should keep doing it more because it's working um and he might be somebody who who we look out for at majors who I hadn't even considered I was I was I was and, and still am on Rory winning the Masters I think it means a lot to him I think that he's um gonna finish out the slam but Scotty Scheffler might be a strong bet if you're a betting person um yeah I think I think Rory's a, a good bet but maybe Scotty Scheffler's the guy we will have to see we are on to players week um i want to say bryson DeShambo is a scratch um a withdraw. he's dealing with that injury he had that video out um last week where he, where he sat out bay hill um i think he scratched for the players too but then you've got phil um and we start to wonder what exactly is going on with phil and where he lands and if he was suspended by the tour and all those things not playing the players is a big deal he's the reigning pga tour PJ championship champion it's a kind of a big deal to miss a, uh, a tournament like the players which in terms of events is probably the fifth biggest biggest of the year the kind of thing that that he should be at he is one of two he and bryson bryson who are in the top 50 who aren't there i mean it will be noticed that he's not there uh check back soon for more discussion around that and maybe a preview later in the week otherwise if anything big happens i'll pop on and